Monday, Punky Peeps. Angela Bowen here, the host of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. Well, today, Punky sure has gotten herself into quite a conundrum when she accepts two dates from two different boys on the same day in the same theater. Oh, Punky. Oh, every teenage dilemma, right? <laughs> this really tops them. And the episode I'm talking about today is Season 4, Episode 20, entitled The Dilemma, of course, which aired on May 25th, 1988. And that's pretty much the synopsis is Punky tries to juggle two dates at the same time. We do have a, um actor who has been on the show before. Chad Allen, if you remember from season one, My Aged Punky, the Valentine's Day episode that I really didn't care for, he played Conrad in that episode. In this episode, he plays a character named Brian, and he's got that, he's got a better look. He's got that, like, spiky blonde hair instead of the parted down the middle hair like he had in season one, but he was, you know, at least a few years younger, so... Alright, this episode was directed by Devaney Kelly, it was written by David Duflin, Deborah Sierra, and Cheryl Alou. Well, because this is kind of, well, the episodes are kind of centered around the girls, so, you know. Uh, another character, his name is Everett, he's played by Michael Bacall, and I mainly recognize this guy from he was Jesse's friend in Free Willy, the movie that came out in 93. And he also was in a few episodes of The Wonder Years. So there are no connections for this episode. So Alrighty, let's let's dive right in. Um once the episode is over, once I'm done talking about it, I will kind of talk about um, an update on my dad, which I did post on the Instagram and the uh, Twitter, I think even the, the Facebook as well, and I'll just kind of let it, you know guys know what's kind of going on if you're kind of curious and you don't, uh, you know, follow along on any of the social media sites, but, uh, well, it's not good news, I'll say that much right now, um, but... We're all really trying to stay positive. I'll say that much, and I'll talk more about it after the episode. Real quick, before I forget, again, <laughs> I want to give a shout-out to a new like on the Punky Power Podcast Facebook page. I want to give a shout-out to Nick Chavez II. Thank you so much, Nick, for liking the podcast page. I hope you, if you're listening to the podcast, that you're really enjoying it. Have a good day. Alright, so we open the episode in the kitchen as Henry and Betty are dipping their donuts into coffee, into their coffee cups. This is so cute! Brandon's got this really big cup, which has probably got something in it that he likes. They're not giving him coffee, but he's dunking his little donut in there. But I love, the the cup is kind of like a really nice, um peachy red color, and it spells Brandon in colored letters. Oh, and it's got a little saucer underneath it. It's so cute. Powdered donuts are so good, honestly. But I also like, um, the little mini donuts. They're like, um, 
the the kind that are the it's cinnamon this like the crunchy donuts like I think it's like shaved like coconut and it's got like cinnamon they're by hostess you know they have the white bags of the little mini donuts and stuff it's like oh I like crunchy donuts oh they have cinnamon now okay yum so Punky and Cherry come in and Punky's like oh Henry um uh, what are you doing tomorrow and Henry kind of makes a joke, like, well, I'm either having tea with Lady Di, or I'm taking you and Cherry to the movies. I see a Coca-Cola can, Punky's drinking Coca-Cola. So Cherry's kind of like, uh-oh, and Betty kind of, she picks up on that right away, she's like, what-oh. And then Cherry's like, oh, it's just, uh-oh, I'm thinking, okay, what's wrong? Punky tells Henry, like, hey, do you think maybe we can do something else Saturday? And he's like, oh, yeah, we can go to the zoo if you want to go to the zoo. Uh, oh, oh, I get it. Okay, so Punky clarifies, no, I mean, Cherry and I still want to go to the movies. We kind of want you and Mrs. Johnson to, like, go somewhere else. Just, we don't want you with us. Yeah. Well, the girls are getting older. They don't want her, they don't want their, like, parent figures at the movies with them. Which, what teenager would? Unless it's a family gathering with more than, you know, one person or they're all going out together, they'd probably rather just go by themselves or go with friends or something. I mean, she's 12 years old. But I want to play this clip. Hi. Uh, oh. Henry, what are you doing tomorrow afternoon? Mm, it's Saturday. I'm either having tea with Lady Di. I'm taking you and Cherry to the movies. How do you know about this? 
I was once a 12 year old girl myself, you know. That's amazing. Other place other than the zoo Henry recommended. Oh, we can also, you know, maybe go to the museum. Well, it turns out this is kind of a thing that he and Punky go see a movie every Saturday. Wow. There was a good movie to see in a theater every Saturday in 1988? I'm sure there probably was. Nowadays, eh, I'll be lucky if I see a movie every few months or more. There's just not a lot of good movies out right now. The two I saw were this um, month and last month. I saw Incredibles 2 and I saw Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which I thought was okay. And I just thought, I'm like, those were pretty much it for the majority of the year. Now, The Hate You Give, the movie based on the book, that comes out in October, so I'm going to want to see that definitely. So... So Henry feels a little hurt, you know? He's like, that's their thing. And now the girls just want to use him as a chauffeur to drop them off. And Betty even says, like, girls, don't you think you're being a little bit unkind? Well, because, you know, Henry's feeling kind of down. And Cherry kind of puts a hand on his shoulder like, oh, don't feel bad. You can still drop us off. And he's like, oh, great. So Betty's like, okay. So, you just want him to chauffeur you around, but you don't want his company. And Punky, she says, it's just, all her friends are there seeing movies and stuff, and it's like, we're the only ones with, like, chaperones or parents there. And it's kind of, Henry's like, yeah, but don't I try to fit in when there's, like, a cool scene that comes up? I'm like, yeah, rad, man! Don't do that, Henry, please don't do that. Don't, don't try to fit in. So, Punky's like, yes, exactly, and she and Cherry head out the door, and that's when Betty says, don't you think you girls are being a little unkind? Yeah, but they're 12. They, like I said, they don't want their parents or parent figures hanging around while they're at the movies. And Henry's just feeling really down, you know, he's sticking out his bottom lip, like, hmm. And Betty clues in on it, like, you know what, I know what's going on here. They want to go, they're going to the movies to meet boys. And Henry's like, what? They're going to meet boys? And Betty's like, yeah, it's all about, you know, seating arrangements and this and that. And she mentions how, you know, I was a a 12-year-old girl once myself. He's like, oh, really? That's surprising. She's like, what, that I was 12? And he's like, no, that there were movies way back then. It's like, Henry, you're older than Betty by probably 15 to 20 years. So now we move to Punky's room where the girls are working up the courage to call up the boys that they want to go see movies with. I remember when me and my friend would, like, uh, get dropped off and go see movies and stuff. And then eventually... Um, once I got my license and stuff, I would, like, go see movies with friends or go, you know, by myself. I mainly go by myself when I go to movies, unless it's something that Jeremy wants to see. Which, there's not a lot of movies out there he wants to see either, so. So the girls are kind of sitting on a blanket with the phone between them. And it's your typical touchtone phone. It's not 
Where's her frog phone? Uh, she had a frog phone. Did it break? See, kids of today, this is what kids had to do back in the day if you wanted to invite someone to see a movie or hang out. You had to call them up on the phone. You couldn't just text them and wait for the response. So Punky picks up the phone because she's got to call Brian. And she picks it up and then she like puts it back down like, Oh, I hate telephones. I don't like calling people. So Cherry decides to help out. She picks the phone up like, Oh, all right, I'll do it for you. Let me dial the number. It's ringing. Here you go. So Cherry hands it to Punky, and we hear a hello, and then Punky hangs it up like, it was his mother. Well, yeah, and you just hung up on her. Way to go, Punky. And that sounded like the most generic phone voice in the world. Like, one of those automated, like, is that even a real voice? Cherry tells her, all right, that was a good first attempt. Why don't you try calling again? But this time when she says hello, you say hello back. Because odds are, what are the odds that you call the number and the person you want to talk to is actually picking up the phone first? No. If it's a kid, odds are a parent's going to pick up the phone first and then you have to get through them to be able to get to the actual person you want to talk to. I don't know what's more nerve-wracking, having to talk to the person that you want to talk to or having to get through the parent or whoever first and having to talk to them because that <laughs> Brian's mother's name is Miss is Cole Pepper Cole is it C-O-L-P-E-P-P-E-R or Cold Pepper okay it's Cold Pepper so she asked if Brian's there all right you're doing okay she's nervous you can see like uh, is Brian there so she says yes he is and from the phone, we can hear her yelling at her, at Brian, saying, Brian, stop torturing your brother and pick up the phone! Like, oh, great, he's one of those boys, that's great. So I want to play this clip here. Come on, Punky, it's now or
Brian picks up the phone, and as soon as he says hello, Punky says hi and slams it down. I was like, oh my gosh. Wow, Punky. <laughs> How many times is this phone? Let's see. One, two, and then she does call a third time, and is finally, you know, he picks up the phone this time. And Cherry kind of has to nudge her a little bit, because she's like, uh, uh. And she's like, hey, Brian, are you going to the movies this Saturday? He's like, yeah. And she's like, do you want to sit together? And he's like, sure. That sounds great. And then she's like, oh. And he's like, uh, who is this? And she's like, oh, it's Punky Brewster. He's like, oh, okay, cool, cool. And then, uh, you know, she hangs up. So it's like, he accepted a date or to sit next to somebody at a movie. Didn't say which movie. And <laughs> you don't even know who you agreed to sit next to. That's kind of funny. So now we're at the movies. And we see this fake movie called Attack of the Giant Midgets. Wow, who knew that down the road that the word midget would probably be very offensive. There are a lot of, like, preteens here at this theater. And they do have a Coke machine there. That is cool. All these kids are, like, swarming the counter. I feel so bad for that uh, theater attendant who's having to wait on all those kids. Speaking of theater candy, when I went and saw Jurassic World, I wanted to get a thing of Twizzlers, like a bag of it. Guess how much it costs? Five dollars for a bag of Ugh. And you know, I think theaters are getting really, really strict about you. I mean, you know you can't bring in outside food and everything and people sneak it. I've sneaked it in. But I think it's getting to the point where they're really hammering that home, as in you can't bring purses in or large bags or any of that stuff. Uh, one of the local theaters here in town, actually, I was going for a walk, and there's a sign, clear as day, that said, no outside food. Yeah, all the other ones say that. But they said that if they find food on you that has not been purchased through them, they can, they have the right to ask you to leave. So, it's just, it's like, yeah, they want you to spend that extra money to get candy, $5 or more candy from them. It's like, oh my gosh. That's just insane. See, this is why people don't want to go to the movies anymore. Not just because there's next to nothing out there to see, unless you're into Marvel movies and stuff, which I'm not. But it's the ticket prices are insane. I was looking at you know, showtimes, I don't go during, you know, late shows or anything, but it's like over $12 a ticket. That is highway robbery. Um, one of the things, one of the theaters I uh, went to in Grand Rapids actually has, and I wish other theaters would do this. I mean, I think they do it with the movie pass, but at um, AMC theaters, they have the thing for 20 bucks a month. You can see up to three movies a week. And I was telling Jeremy, like, there aren't even 12 movies... I want to see in a year, let alone in a month. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you can see the, see the same movie three times a week or so. Why would I want to do that? I mean, it's cool for the frequent moviegoer, you know, those people that have to watch movies and do reviews on them and stuff. I mean, that would really help, but for the person that just there's like maybe a handful of movies a year that you would want to see, like, no. Nah. I mean, there's always going to be movie theaters. 
around regardless of the price. I mean, if they lowered their prices, I think that more people would probably... If they started making better movies, I can guarantee that people would be flocking to the theaters. But until that happens, I just... mm, No. So the girls get to the movies, and Henry's there... I thought you were just dropping them off. Is this the theater in the mall? It's like, I thought you were just dropping them off. Why Why did you even have to get out of the car? Just drop them off. You don't necessarily have to see them inside. Oh, Henry just gave the... He must have given him the girls' tickets. Because I think you gotta ha- I don't know if you gotta have a ticket to get past that. Um, You might. I mean, that's clearly what Henry must have given the guy. So Cherry brings up the long line to the candy counter. Like, a person could starve to death waiting for a pack of Reese's Pieces. And Henry's like, oh, look, they're showing classic cartoons. And we see this sign that's got a father and son staring at it. It says, 101 classic cartoons. It says, a Lox B. Bagel production? (laughs) Animation research by somebody. And it's got a naked pig wearing sunglasses coming out of a door that says star on it. Like, ugh. They clearly couldn't get the rights for Looney Tunes or Disney or anything, but this is just a laughingstock joke. A naked pig? I mean, I know Porky doesn't wear pants, but... He does have on a suit jacket and a tie. This pig is crazy naked, and the only article of anything he's got is the sunglasses. And Henry has the gall to say, oh, wouldn't you rather see that? I don't want to see that naked pig, period. That is gross. And 101 cartoon classics. How is that a marathon? I mean, I don't think cartoons are even 30 minutes anymore. And these are probably just, like, shorts. I'm gonna play this clip. Henry, you are so homeless. Because even Punk's like, get real, Henry. Like, why would we want to see that? Okay, that father and son have been looking at that picture for, like, the last 10 minutes. I mean, did that guy work on the movie? Or the cartoon? Is that... He's just a, or maybe he designed the poster. I don't know. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want me to stay with you? Which one is it? I don't know. He said pick whichever one sounds best. 
and ice cream in Henry. Seriously. This little kid is like, <laughs> here, I'm gonna shove this ice cream into your finger. <sighs> that kid's too young to be there without a parent. They have ice cream there? It looks like just theater candy and popcorn. So Henry excuses himself to the gentleman's room, the bathroom, and to uh, wipe that off. And Punky's freaking out. She's like, Brian's not coming. He's late. And Cherry's like, don't worry about it. Then this kid comes up. And he's like, oh, Brian's not coming. And she's like, who are you? And he's like, oh, I'm his brother. So did your mother just drop you off to tell so you could deliver that message? I mean, you could have called on the phone. She could have saved herself a trip. So he's coming up with all these excuses, like, oh, his cat died, he's got a flat tire, he's got a sore throat. And Punky's just looking at him like, well, which one is it? And he's like, oh, well, he, he, he just told me to pick one of the three. It's like, get out of my face, little boy. And Punky's irritated. It's like, you know what? That guy is a jerk. He does not even have the cojones to, like, call up on the phone and say, hey, I gotta cancel. So, Henry's like, oh, girls, uh, I guess I'll leave you here then. And Punky's like, no, Henry, it's all right. You can stay. He's like, oh, great. Well, you girls go get the snacks, and I'm going to go find a spot for us to sit. What movie are they even going to see? So here we go. Let's hear all the fun stuff that Jerry is going to buy. Uh, like, a lot of milk duds and this and that. And I kind of wonder... I can't really get a close look on all the candy there. Whether some looks like it could be Milk Duds, maybe Mike and Ike's, or Butterfingers and Mounds Bars and Red Hots, but I'm not sure. My good golly, the movie is probably only 90 minutes long, and she ordered popcorn, candy, hot dogs, and what, my good God, and who's paying for all that? 
I mean, that sounded like that would come to like $50. Probably in today's money, that would come to $50. I don't know what it was in 1988, but that is insane. And Carrie's like, oh, well, she made the first order. Then she's getting that food. She's like, oh, I want to order this and this and this and that. And then the lady's got all the stuff. And then Carrie's like, hey, can you guys give me a hand here? I want to, I want to look. Did she even give that woman money? Oh my gosh. The woman never ever gave her the total of all that food. Not only that, she got it all for free. She had the money in her hand and never exchanged hands with the cashier. So she got all that food for free. My goodness gracious. Wow. So, you know, while Cherry is ordering all this food that she'll probably... You'd think she were going to see all of the Lord of the Rings movies. Like the marathon, or the Twilight marathon, or something like that, with all that food that she ordered. But while she's ordering, Punky sees Tom Locklear, who, I guess... He broke up with his girlfriend because she liked Michael Jackson and he liked Springsteen. You can't like both? I like both. So, luckily, luck is on Punky's side because she does make a date. with like, hey, well, she says, hey, Tom. Um, No, actually, he asks, like, hey, are you sitting with anybody? He says, oh, no, no. Come on, let's go. So, they take Cherry's boxes of food and she's like, oh, aren't you guys going to get anything? And I'd be like, well, Cherry... You got all this free food here, so we may as well eat some of it since we're, you know, carrying the majority. I don't know. If somebody broke up on a date with me or something and didn't call me and had a brother just show up out of nowhere and give an excuse, I don't know if I'd be in the mood. To, I'd be more PO'd than, ups, than sad. I, I don't even know if I'd want to go see the movie. What's a goo-goo cluster? Is that like, um, like they probably couldn't say goobers? Like milk, er, goobers are like milk chocolate peanuts, I think. But she does ask for raisinets, and I think raisinets are good. I think the dark chocolate ones are even better. And she actually has the nerve to ask, are those gummy bears fresh? I'm like, well, the expiration date would probably be on there, so you probably got a few months. <laughs> I just also realized that woman... The, re the cashier does not say one single word. She smiles and nods. That's about the extent of that. Oh, they went to see Attack of the Giant Midgets. And they clearly kicked poor Henry out because he's coming out of the theater and his lower lip is stuck out. Like, oh, poor me. My preteen daughter would rather sit next to a boy than sit next to her father. Hmm. Alright, now the girls are getting back from the movie, and Punky sounds really, really happy. She had a great time. So, apparently, during the movie, Cherry made more candy runs. How much candy do you need? You don't need that much. And she's even got milk duds in her hand. And she, oh, uh, the time I went and got the pastrami sandwich, and Punky's like, um, do they even sell those at the theater? And she's like, no, I bought it off the manager. Oh, so money actually exchanged hands that time. Okay, good, because you got everything else for free. All right, well, I'm going to play this clip as uh, Cherry is wanting Punky to divulge what Tom said and 
everything that happened in between her candy runs. So what tells Cherry how Tom is so nice and sweet and cute and how it was amazing that they both wound up at the theater at the same time without dates. And she even agreed to meet Tom the following Saturday to go see another movie. Then there's a knock on the door and who is it? It's Brian. And Punky's like, oh, hi, Brian. And she's like, oh, you got over your sore throat, huh? Or was it the cat funeral? Oh, or the flat tire. And he's like, hey, I'm sorry my little brother made an excuse for me. Turns out I was grounded. And Punky's like, yeah, why were you grounded? And he's like, well, I was practicing karate on my little brother. Oh, is that what we heard in the background when your mom said, Brian, stop beating up on your little brother? Okay. So... Brian invites Punky to his soccer tournament banquet dinner or something the same Saturday as her going to the movie. He's going to pick her up at noon. It's not like you couldn't technically do both. You could go do the soccer thingy around noon or so, and then you can go see a movie with Tom, like, in the evening, like, 7 or 8 o'clock. Although she probably has a curfew of, like, 9. I don't know. So after she makes a date with Brian, she shuts the door, and then she realizes, ah, I gotta go to the movies with with Tom, and uh, how is this gonna work? And of course, Cherry's no help. She's like, oh, well, that doesn't sound like a big deal to me. Gee, I wish I had that problem. 
So in the next scene, Punky is pacing back and forth, like, oh my gosh, what have I done? And Sherry's like, you made two dates with two boys at the exact same time. There's nothing that rescheduling couldn't fix. But then again, she's a preteen. That's not really going on in her head. I don't really like... I mean, she's got the tights on, the fuchsia-colored tights, and the red skirt, and the yellow top, Punky does. And it's just... I know she's a fashionista, but that is just not... mm, mm, No, no, no. That's a fashion no-no. In my eyes. So I want to play this clip as Punky is trying to work out this dilemma. It's like, Cherry, you're not helping me. Give me something I can work with. And Cherry's basically like, hey, just tell one of them you can't go. Reschedule. That's all you got to do. You see a movie once a week. It's not a big deal. You could do both in the same day. this person or I can't like let down this person because they'll break up with me like you're not or no she's like they'll dump me it's like you're not dating them both you're not even dating one of them you're just going to the movies and the thing is she's like oh they're both smart and fun and cute and this and that and they're so totally different it's like uh punky honestly if I were her and I'd choose I'd probably choose Tom just because the fact that Brian sent his brother and came up with a bunch of different excuses just because he was grounded? That's not a cool dude. I wouldn't even give that guy the time of day, cute or not. It's like, if you're going to lie to me and you don't even have the what not to tell me yourself and you're wasting my time, I'm not going to look at you twice. And, I I mean, Tom's cool and all, but, I mean, I like Michael Jackson. I think he's a cool singer. And I like Springsteen. So, you can have it both ways. He would just have to deal with that. So, now we have Punky in her room calling up the guys, trying to figure out, you know, what to do. Oh, it's a soccer picnic. Okay, I thought it was some weird end-of-the-season banquet deal. But she doesn't have any hesitation when she picks up that phone and dials the number. She's not like, <laughs> Brian. So she's like, Brian, I'm sorry, I won't be able to make your picnic. So now Punky's making up a lie. She's like, I won't be able to make your uh, picnic thing because my Aunt Flo is flying in for a Hallmark convention. You don't have an Aunt Flo. Unless it's a Henry's relative, but... <laughs> Isn't that Aunt Flo 
was like a pseudonym or something for like when girls like don't want to say they have their period. Like Aunt Flo's in town or Aunt Flo's visiting or something. This isn't the case for Punky. She hasn't gotten that far yet in life. Um, but now she is putting herself in a... Just say you can't make it. It's that simple. I know she's a preteen and she's got drama off the wazoo. I mean, I'm sure every girl would love to have this problem on juggling two dates. So at least I kind of like here she does like set something else up like... Since I can't do this, why don't we meet after school Monday and we can do our homework together? Like, All right, cool. That sounds great. And he actually sounds genuinely semi-sad. Like, oh, that's too bad that you can't make it. So I want to play this clip of her on the phone with Brian. Hello? Hello? She gets off the phone with Brian, looks at Brandon and says, hey, that was a little easier than telling the truth, wasn't it? And of course he barks at her. He's probably like, no, no, you're just going to get yourself in deeper. And now Punky, we're at the movie theater again. Punky is wearing a raincoat hat and boot set up. Like, she's going incognito. Oh, wait, it was raining. Never mind, because I'm like, oh, uh, Henry's also got a jacket on and... Cherry's also got a rain jacket on. I take it they grew the rain coats that they got from season one. Yeah, they weren't, those weren't going to fit forever. So Henry asks what movie they're seeing today, and Punky says, Plastic Breakdancers from Pluto. Wow, could they come up with a more weird, weirder title than that? <laughs> So Henry's kind of being all chill, like, you know, if you want, I can hang out with you. And she's like, mm, no. That little goober with a dang ice cream cone is back. Why is he there? And Henry starts to back away as he says, I'll see you girls after the show. And that kid is following him. Oh, he does have a mother. Good, good. Lady, you need to watch your kid. And where is he getting that ice cream from? Is he bringing that from another place? Because I didn't see any ice cream there whatsoever. So Punky's getting a little nervous. Hey, do you see Tom anywhere? And Cherry's like, oh, not yet. And she pulls out a 35mm camera with a flash on it. Like, they're not gonna let you bring that into the theater, you nuts! So Punky says, put that thing away. Because Cherry wants to, like, if anything happens between Punky and Tom, she wants to get in on film. Tom does show up. He's like, hey, let me go get our snacks. And he's got his money out. I'm like, buddy, you don't need money. Apparently this woman just gives those snacks for free because Cherry didn't have to buy anything. So I'm going to play this clip. I could hang out with you. Sorry, Henry. I'll see you girls after the show.
So while they're waiting for Brian to get the snacks and everything, who should show up and tap Punky on the shoulder but Brian? And boy, is Punky shocked to see him. She's like, what, Brian, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, well, uh, the uh, pig, soccer picnic got rained out. And Sherry's look, or Punky's looking at Sherry like, Sherry, why didn't you say it was raining it out? It's like, Sherry, it's like, uh, hello, we're wearing rain gear. And you got sopping wet feet? You're telling me? It's, yeah. So, uh, seriously, why didn't they move it to a pavilion? That would have been the most sense. I mean, I know they didn't have weather apps back then, but they could have had a... Just watch the news and see what the weather was going to do. That way, they could have had a backup plan. But anyway, uh, apparently... Punky tries to save face by saying Aunt Flo couldn't fly in due to all the rain and everything. Planes have flown in rain before. It's fine. But actually, while Tom is getting the snacks and popcorn, we do see money exchange hands. So, I guess he's got to pay for it. So, Punky says they're seeing the plastic break dancers in Pluto. And then Tom says... That, or not Tom, I'm sorry guys, now I'm getting the boys confused. Brian says that he's seen a movie called Heads Roll in Slime House, or something to that effect. And that's when she says, oh, well, we're seeing break dancers in Pluto. And he's like, oh, well, the Heads Roll, Heads Roll movie is so much better. Here, let me get you another ticket. I would have said, um, no, I'm here with somebody. He's right over there. You lucked out. So while Brian goes to get Punky an extra ticket, she and Cherry go off with Tom and they go and see that movie before Brian can get back. Okay, I gotta say, Brian is kind of a douche. The fact that she's saying we're seeing this movie and he's like, oh, well, this movie I'm seeing is so much better. You should see this. He, the better winner guy is gonna be Tom. Because... Brian is just, he may got a cute face, he's not a cool dude. 
He's putting down what movie she's saying, and he didn't have the guts to go and call her up with an excuse or tell her the truth. He had his brother do it. So, yeah. Cute or not, it's like, you gotta be honest. So, Tom and Punky are sitting at the movie, and she is freaking out. Probably because Brian got a ticket for her. And... Tom's sitting there, and he's got two large popcorns. The kids don't need all that popcorn. And I love how Cherry is sitting right behind Punky, like, probably armed with that flash camera. Girl, you pull out that camera. You're getting kicked out of there. Cherry! Enough with the camera! I know she just pulled it out, but then it's got a flash on it. Oh, my gosh. Like, the movie I don't think has started yet, but it's like, you need to put that away. And even... Tom's looking at her like, what are you doing? I want to play this clip. This is so funny. So she says, what did you get for snacks? And he's like, oh, butter, popcorn, and a good and plenty. Oh, a box of good and plenty, which I think tastes like licorice. Okay, I wouldn't, I mean, when I think of pop, okay, popcorn is the main thing, right? So when I say, what did you get for snacks? I don't mean popcorn. I mean snacks. Like, the good and plenty would be considered a snack. The popcorn, if you think about it, could even be, like, a main main course thing. And then, of course, the snacks after would be like, um, the other things. Oh, she says she's <laughs> watching her cholesterol. Like, oh, you got buttered. Oh, great. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go and get unbuttered. That poor kid! He bought popcorn, and she doesn't want to have it because it's on butter, or it's got butter. So, of course, Punky's climbing over people. Cherry's also climbing over people. <sighs> I want to play this clip of Punky and Tom here at the movies. make their way out to the lobby where Brian is waiting. So he's like, oh, let's get some food. And she's like, no, no, I'm on a diet watching my way. Like, Alright, let's go get some good seats for Head's Roll. And okay, now I'm getting irritated with Cherry. And she's just running after Punky and Brian now taking pictures. It's like there was an usher earlier. Somebody say, hey, kids, stop with the switching theaters. And they're climbing over people that are already sitting there. Like, how inconvenient and rude. Because you know that Cherry's got to be right behind them to keep snapping pictures. I would have broken that camera. So I'm going to play this clip.
my goodness, this is just nuts. They are climbing over people, they get seated and everything, Brian puts his arm around Punky. It's dark in the theater, so the previews are probably playing, and of course, Cherry's gotta be snapping that flashing camera. And then Punky's like, oh, shoot, you know what, I'm not on a diet after all, let me go get some snacks. And Brian's like, oh, I'll get them. She's like, no, 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 I'll get them myself. And then she's back to climbing over people, Cherry's also climbing after people, they're racing back to the other theater that's playing the plastic, like, breakdancers in Pluto. And as Cherry's running past the candy counter, she's like, more milk duds! And they give her milk duds. It's like, she's not even paying for any of that. I would kick those girls out. And she's constantly, like, stepping over people. Because now she's doing that in, in this theater. It's like, my gosh. Here they are, people are trying to watch a movie, and you're, like, stepping on people and tripping over them. And Cherry's doing the same thing with a stupid camera. with Tom, who said, oh, I'm back, Brian. He's like, Brian? Who are you talking about? She's like, oh, Tom, Brian, same, they're so close. They're really not. Um, <clears throat> and he's like, where's the unbuttered popcorn? And she's like, unbuttered popcorn? It's like, yeah, hey, at least he's, uh, remembering things, because you're clearly not. She's like, oh, I left it at the counter. Let me go get it. And then she 
and Cherry zip back out there, and they're getting ready to go back into the other theater when they see Brian there. And then Tom also comes out of the theater, and it's like, Tom, Brian, what are you doing here? And like, I'm here with Punky. And he's like, well, I'm here with Punky. And they both look at her for an explanation. She's like, actually, you're here with uh, both here with me. And then Brian's like, I bet there's no Aunt Flo and no Hallmark convention. What a dirty little stunt. It's like, excuse me, kid Brian? Um, didn't you just send your brother to make up, like, an excuse that he had, like, three different excuses? Yeah. So that's kind of the pot calling the kettle black. And, of course, um, Tom's like, yeah, and I bet you don't have an issue with your cholesterol, do you? And the whole time, Cherry is, like, behind the rope, taking pictures of all of this going down. So the boys both take the popcorn and they both dump it on Punky's head. And, of course, Cherry's snapping away with the pictures. I feel so bad for that attendant, the, the cashier back there, who's watching all this and just glaring at them. Like, I gotta clean all this up. And then the boy's like, hey, do you want to go see a movie? And, like, he's like, sure. And then they go off and they go see a movie together. Like, I would have kicked all of them out of the thing. Well, not Tom, but... Ugh. I can't imagine they're not going to be allowed to go back to that theater ever again. So, Punky's like, oh, I can't believe it. I lost both of them. You can't believe it? You played them both for saps, Punky. She's, like, wiping the popcorn off of her head. And then they, Punky and Cherry start throwing little bits of popcorn at each other. And the lady behind the counter is kind of glaring at them, but then she's starting to smirk a little. Like, maybe she's trying to, she's breaking character just a smidge. That woman had zero lines in the movie. Well, neither did the other attendants, but still. Alright, so now we're back at the apartment. Oh, I love this! They got a little slide going of Punky with the, the boys and everything. Like, yeah, of course they're going to turn this into a slideshow. laughing at Punky as Cherry's like going through the picture slides like and then the, of course the last one is of the boys dumping pump, uh, popcorn on Punky and Henry is all like and Flo oh that was a good one Punky <laughs> and she's like yeah no I'll probably never have a date again Let I mean definitely not two dates but I definitely won't have any days. Like, yeah, word's gonna get around school. Like, eh, you're kinda two-timing the guys there. So I looked up the IMDb for Tom. Tom only had a couple other things that were just, like, guest appearances. I think one was, like, Small Wonder, and, um, there wasn't really much else. 
Chad Allen, though, did have a very extensive career as for, um, let's look at that. So I'm looking at Chad Allen's IMDb. The last thing he did was in 2011, so I don't think he's, he might not be actively working. He might be doing other things. So let's look at what all he's done television-wise. He played a character named AJ Flowers. <laughs> okay. Oh, he was Charlie Brown in Happy New Year, Charlie Brown. Alright, cool. He was in seven episodes of Webster. He played two different characters. Wait. Wa Rob Whitaker and Rob Joyner? So is that two different seasons? Oh, it's all in season three. So did this character's mother get married and change his name? Let's see here. He was in an episode of Highway to Heaven. Our House was a show that um, he was a regular on. It had Whit... What the heck is the guy's name? Wilford Brimley, you know, the guy from the Diabetes commercials? <laughs> um, that uh, that show also starred Shannon Doherty of 90210. So, yeah. That show ran from 86 to 88. 46 episodes of that. He played David Witherspoon. Uh, of course, Punky Brewster, he played Brian in season one. He played Conrad. He was in 13 episodes of St. Elsewhere's Tommy Westfall. That was kind of like the t um, the very end spoiler alert for the series. Turns out St. Elsewhere was just a place in a snow globe that an uh, autistic child was playing with. Um, He was in My Two Dads, 26 episodes of that. He played Zach Nichols. He was in Camp Cucamonga, which I will be covering that probably in late August or September for um, on the Wonder Years podcast that I do. Let's see, he played in an episode of the Wonder Years. He played Brad Patterson in season four of the yearbook, which is funny because Amy Foster, who plays Margot Kramer, also played in that same episode. So that's kind of funny. Let's see here. Dr. Quinn is where he got his big break that went from 93 to 1998. Dr. Quinn, medicine woman, he played Matthew Cooper. After that, it looks like he really didn't do much other than, like, possibly TV movies. Um, at a spot as two different characters on NYPD Blue. That's pretty much it. But as far as the episode goes, that's pretty much it. It just freeze frames on the picture of Punky getting popcorn dumped on her head. So, for that, Brandon Tailwag episode rating. I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this a three out of five. The two things I didn't like pretty much revolve around Brian. The whole thing with him sending his brother to make up three excuses. And then... Of course, at the end, when he's calling Punky out on her making an excuse, I'm like, you sent your brother to make up excuses for you, because you didn't have the sense to call up and cancel yourself. So, shame on you, Brian. And the fact that he also was, like, kind of putting down the movie, she was going to see, like, oh, this movie's so much better. It's like, he's... Already got two strikes against him there. So, Tom would have been the better guy to go with. Um, I also want to say, I think, honestly, I, I'm i going to give this one a, um, 
I want to kind of throw in there the other thing I really didn't care for. We can kind of slump Ryan into one, his two things. And the other thing, of course, is going to be Cherry with that camera. I didn't like it. It was annoying. Of course, we wouldn't have had the ending if we didn't have that. But the three things I did like... I liked Tom. I thought he was a sweet guy. But he quickly picked up on that he was being duped by Punky. I, 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 I kind of liked Henry in this episode. I thought it was funny when he was dropping the girls off. He kept wanting to like hang out with them and everything like that. I liked uh, Punky's portrayal of a teen girl calling up a guy for the first time and being so nervous and everything. It's just that depicted that perfectly because everyone's nervous when they call up, a, you know, someone they like for the first time. So that was good. Um, Punky's principles, I'm going to go with this easily could have been resolved. All she had to do was just say, hey, I already made plans with this one person. Can we set up for another time? Because she had said, hey, can we like hang out? You know, and do homework together after school on Monday, so. But, yeah, she's going to have problems getting dates down the road because uh, they are going to spew her name all over school. Like, hey, don't go out with her because she will, like, make up a bunch of lies and double-cross you or something like that. Alright, let's talk about next Sunday's episode. Season 4, episode 21, entitled What's Your Sign? Aired on May 26, 1988. Punky, de Punky befriends a deaf girl. That's short and sweet. That's all it says. So the girl who plays, you know, the deaf girl, her, she plays Maria. Her real name is... Elena Esparza, and she didn't do anything after Punky Brewster, so I don't know if she was actually, she was a real deaf girl, or whether she was just portraying someone who was. Alright, let's say hey to some Punky Power podcast listeners for the week. We have Reno, Nevada, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Mountain View, California, Clifton, New Jersey, Atlanta, Georgia, Sunderland, United Kingdom, Flushing, New York, Littleton, Colorado, Phoenix, Arizona, Houston, Texas, Columbia, Missouri, Santiago, Chile, and Ipswich, United Kingdom. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Um, real quick, just an update on what's going on with my dad is um, he was supposed to have surgery last Monday. Unfortunately, they found another spot of cancer, so they were not able to, um, they weren't able to do the surgery. So, basically, they have to see if this other spot of cancer is the same that he has in his lung. And then, basically, from there, they have to set up a proper chemo team so they can do chemotherapy and just, you know, hit it. And hopefully kill all the, the cancer and everything like that. So it's going to be a long and arduous process with this. And all we can do right now is just stay positive. And my dad, you know, talking to him, he sounded like he is, he's ready to fight this and get back on his feet again. So because right now all he's doing is, you know, just being laid up. And he's actually on oxygen right now. So oh, I want to see... Thank you, thank you, everybody who's been praying. This is so hard going through this. We did not want to hear that Monday that they weren't able to do the surgery. And being that they had found the cancer in another spot, it went from, like, stage one to a stage four. And 
you know, like I said, all we can do is stay positive and just, you know, hope for the best. Just hope that this cancer is the same cancer that we can go in there, kill it with chemo, and he can be on the mend in, in remission. I know that sounds very simple and everything, but I just, that's the only thing that's keeping me going. And, and doing these podcasts, guys, this is my therapy for me, is doing these podcasts. This helps me so much be able to just put all of myself into this so thank you also so much for listening to this podcast guys i know we're coming to the end with this and all of you listeners new and old you know regular listeners new listeners thank you so much for listening to this podcast and i am so happy that you went on this journey with me and i hope that you know, if you guys want to check out the new podcast in September, the Silver Spoons podcast, together we're going to find our way. I'm so looking forward to doing this. I'm so looking forward to doing it. So, and we know David Duclan created Silver Spoons, so we know because he had, you know, his hands in creating Punky Brewster, and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be so, so awesome. You know, it's going to be funny. It's going to have guest stars. So... That being said, guys, have a wonderful Sunday afternoon and evening and a great, great week. And I'll be back here next Sunday with the dilemma. I mean, <laughs> with, um, um, what's your sign? No, this episode was the dilemma. Next Sunday's what's your sign. All right, bye-bye.